Hi, this is Ellie Fishman, and welcome to our uh, talk on CT detection and evaluation of cardiac masses. This is the third part, and it'll be part three of three. So let's get started. In the first two parts, we spoke about primary tumors, for example, myxomas, fibroelastic papillomas. We spoke about lymphoma. But the reality is metastasis are far more common, and they can occur many different ways. Hematogenous spread, lymphatic spread, intracavitary routes, as well as direct extension. Mainly because of direct extension, the most common malignancies originate from the lung, followed by breast and then hematologic carcinomas. Melanoma has the greatest propensity to metastasize to the heart, and often it's found late in the disease process. As we said, the most common location is pericardium, and in a single patient, you may see multiple different patterns of spread, but pericardium first, then epicardium, then myocardium. Uh, intracavitary involvement by metastasis is probably infrequent. When you do see it, it's typically due to extension along the venous structures, and you can follow it growing into a cardiac chamber. But an isolated mass, think about how we expect a myxoma to look, is not going to be a very common appearance for metastatic disease. In this article by Malzuski, they did a very nice chart showing the mechanisms of metastatic growth in the heart, whether hematogenous like melanoma or direct extension like pulmonary carcinoma or venous extension like renal cell or lymphatic extension like lymphoma are all things we've spoken about, discussed, and in part now will somewhat illustrate. In this case, there's an infiltrating process involving the right coronary artery. And the first thing you would think about perhaps is a coronary artery aneurysm, but maybe it's a cluded aneurysm, but it's a funny appearance with the vessel right in the center. So it looks like something surrounding the vessel. You could think about lymphoma, angiosarcoma. Here it is again. It's a really infiltrating process, but it's kind of unusual the way it's centered and surrounding the vessel. That's a very uncommon appearance, usually with angiosarcoma. It involves the right atrium and there's direct extension and maybe secondarily compressing or involving the coronary artery, but usually it displaces it, not encasing it. I would think about lymphoma in this case because anytime I think about anything infiltrating, I'm always thinking about lymphoma and there is some pericardial thickening or fluid. Whatever it is, malignant and really hot on the PET scan, Here's a really nice view along a center line showing you the infiltration of the right coronary artery, and this ended up being a plasma cytoma, a very unusual tumor involving the heart. And again, I would have gone with lymphoma based also on the PET and its infiltration, but just a very unusual case. Another example, here you see there's a mass in the patient's right atrium. The question is on these two images, is it just in the atrium or is it growing into the atrium? Most of the tumors that I see in the atrium are by direct extension. Sometimes from above, like a thymoma or lung cancer, but more commonly from below, which is the case here. The tumors that grow up into the heart, you got to think of the big three, renal cell, then hepatoma, 
and then primary adrenal cortical carcinoma. There are other tumors. Any sarcoma in the retroperitoneum can grow into the IVC and then grow upward into the cardiac chambers, like the right atrium. And there's a typical appearance of a tumor that's the most aggressive, a uterine a stromal sarcoma, which grows into the pelvic veins, up the IVC, and into the heart. In this case, a very nice example, direct extension. You can see very nicely this patient had multifocal renal cell carcinoma. On the left side, you see the multiple masses, which grew into the renal vein, grew into the IVC, and into the heart. So again, if you see a mass in the patient's right atrium, you want to make sure you follow it downward. Don't start confusing a primary mass in the atrium, was, which is, in a sense, really tumor extension from beneath the diaphragm. Here's another example of a large mass in the right atrium. This ended up being a stromal sarcoma, those unusual tumors. Here it is very nicely shown on the cinematic rendering. What's interesting about this case, this patient has stromal sarcoma diagnosed more than a decade ago. They were treated with really aggressive chemotherapy and surgery. They did well, and now they recurred. And you can see the images here into the right side of the heart involving the intrahepatic IVC and a little bit beneath it. You can see these aren't calcifications, these are clips. The clips from the initial surgery are now all displaced because there's a very aggressive tumor recurrence present there. Again, very nicely shown on the patient's imaging with cinematic rendering. Now, I mentioned before melanoma, particularly latent disease, commonly involves the heart. It can involve the pericardium, or it can grow, like in this case, along the pulmonary veins directly into the patient's left atrium. Now, many tumors can do this. We typically think about lung cancer, but melanoma is a good one. Just a beautiful example. You can see very nicely as we go to the negative display, the tumor is sitting in the left atrium. And again, think about myxoma, but the difference here is there's a tumor outside the atrium, and you can see the tumor growing up the veins and then growing directly into the patient's left atrium. A really nice example shown again on these coronal views. So when we have tumors that involve the lung, direct extension is not uncommon. Most commonly, it's gonna be lung cancer, primary lung cancer, but things like melanoma can do it as well. Another case, here you can see a lobular mass sitting on the patient's right ventricle. That's not a thrombus because it's pushing in, it's not in the lumen, you can see it very nicely here. And this was an adenoid cystic tumor metastatic to the right ventricle. This is kind of the appearance you think about on the small bowel, on the stomach, like an implant. And in fact, this is an implant on the cardiac chamber. It's not in the pericardium, it's sitting right on the right ventricle. And here it is again, you can see uh, several lesions. There's lesions also on the patient's right atrium. There are also lung and liver metastasis. So just a very nice example of a pattern of metastasis. I think this emphasizes the point that when you're staging a range of different tumors, give a good look at the heart. Especially now with the CT, with fast scanning, less cardiac motion, it's going to be easier to pick up even small implants to or on the heart. Again, very nicely shown here. 
Another patient with chest pain, there's masses in the right lung, but look at those masses on the pericardium or on the heart here involving the patient's left atrium, maybe extending down to involve the patient's left ventricle. You can see how extensive this tumor is. It's somewhat vascular, it's somewhat enhancing, it's somewhat cystic and necrotic, and there are multiple lesions. You at least see them going on the left atrium and left ventricle, as well as on the right atrium. I mentioned before you think about multiple chambers, you think about lymphoma, but you typically think about metastatic disease. Here it is very nicely shown again, lung, hilum, extension into the heart, right and left chambers. This was melanoma. If you said this was lung cancer with implants, I would have considered that as a possibility. If you mentioned lymphoma, I would have a hard time arguing. But again, melanoma is something you need to think about. Melanoma is more frequent these days. Any of the skin-related tumors are more frequent. The good news is new chemotherapy, uh, checkpoint inhibitors, and the like are being used to cure melanoma. But patients will get lots of complications, including tumor to the heart. And again, very nicely shown on these images. So involvement of multiple chambers. I showed you melanoma growing from a lung mass directly into the heart a few moments ago. And now I'm showing you a very nice example of extensive tumor, really nicely shown in this example. Here's another case. In this case, we see thymoma. And thymoma is growing downward into the heart. It's invading the left ventricle. Remember, thymoma can grow along the vessels growing into the SVC, but can grow along the heart. Can very much look like lymphoma, but just a very nice example of thymoma with really nice extension with calcifications present and the like. And again, here it is in 3D. Just a really nice example. You can see very nicely the infiltration of the patient's left ventricle. Again, very important to me. Now, other things to think about. Let me just cover a few more topics and we'll call it a day. One of them is pulmonary artery sarcoma. We don't typically think about that as cardiac tumors, but of course it is. It's a rare tumor that arises from the wall of the pulmonary artery. It could look almost identical to pulmonary emboli, except that it's bulkier. The classic presentation always is a patient with PE, but the patient doesn't respond to treatment. When you look back, you'll see that the pulmonary um, artery sarcomas expand the vessel. Sometimes they show some vascularity, and they can be very, very extensive. The sarcomas typically are Lyomyer sarcomas. Um, the lesions are indeed very impressive. Again, uh, it expands the lumen, which peas don't do. It's not just simply something eccentric. And it can be what we would consider a big saddle embolism. So often initial presentation is called a PE without response. Size can be up to 20 centimeters. Here's a great example. In this case, I would have thought about a large sarcoma invading into the heart or maybe a lung cancer growing directly into the pulmonary artery. But you can see this was a pulmonary artery sarcoma really infiltrates the left main pulmonary artery growing into the main pulmonary artery. Really, really extensive. Very nicely shown here. Very, very impressive. And again, on the coronal view. So really direct extension, large bulky masses, a really nice example of a pulmonary artery sarcoma. 
Here's a more classic one. This looks like a saddle embolism, but when you look carefully, it's just too bulky. It's expanding the pulmonary arteries. Really, really extensive. This would be the largest PE you ever saw. We all see saddle PEs, but it doesn't fill in the vessels uh, that much. And again, as I mentioned, the patient does not respond to therapy. So pulmonary artery sarcoma. Most of the ones I've seen look just like this. The next thing I'll mention is pericardial cysts, which are anomalous outpouchings of the parietal pericardium. They can simulate cardiac tumors. Their right cardiophrenic location is most common. When they're smaller and of soft tissue density, maybe you could think about an angiosarcoma or something else. They're usually incidental findings and they can be large. Sometimes when they get real large, it's and where the position can't really distinguish between a pericardial cyst or a bronchogenic cyst. Usually it can, but sometimes it can be somewhat tricky. They usually have smooth margins, water density measuring under 10 Hounsfield units. They show no enhancement on contrast studies. And again, usually an asymptomatic finding. Here's one classic in the cardiophrenic angle on the right side classic pericardial cyst, but it's pretty large coming all the way upward. Again, you could think why someone might consider a bronchogenic cyst. Bronchogenic cyst, most common locations are either right paratracheal region or subcarinal zone. This one's pretty large. Bronchogenic cysts right side and typically extend to the level of the diaphragm. Most of the time, bronchogenic cysts Obviously, they're a little different in location, but don't extend to the diaphragm. Here's another one on the right side. Water density, pericardial cyst. Again, what's important, you don't need to work these lesions up further. They're leave-alone lesions. The coronal view makes the diagnosis even easier as it goes to the diaphragm and as water density. Here's another example of a larger pericardial cyst. Water density, right side of the heart. We occasionally will see pericardial cysts on the left side, but that's infrequent. And here it is very nicely shown on the patient's coronal views. This case is one of the reasons why you do think sometimes of things like adenopathy, but adenopathy is soft tissue density, usually multiple nodules, multiple nodes. And this is water density, so there's not gonna be any confusion there. Occasionally and only occasionally, pericardial cysts can calcify. Here's partial calcification in one pericardial cyst. This patient was symptomatic and they had to remove the cyst because they were getting cardiac tamponade and the patient did fine. But it's unusual for pericardial cysts to calcify, but this is probably the best example I have. So concluding then, we looked at many things. We looked at a range of cardiac tumors, we spoke about location, we spoke about primary tumors versus metastatic disease and the range of appearances. Going back to that quote from Lickenbacher, when confronted with a cardiac mass, the most important imaging considerations are location of the tumor, possibility of metastatic disease, and the clinical presentation. Again, think about how the tumor looks necrosis, surface enhancement, and valvular involvement favor angiosarcoma, whereas homogeneity and vascular encasement favor lymphoma. Other cardiac sarcomas tend to be left-sided, especially arising from the posterior wall of the left atrium. So we've looked at a lot of things. Hopefully it's helped you, 
And next time, hopefully you'll find that tumor and give a better differential diagnosis. And with that, have a great day. If you like this video, make sure to subscribe to the CTSS YouTube channel. You can also visit us at ctss.com for even more videos, plus quizzes, pearls, protocols, and oh so much more. We're also in the App Store and have well over a dozen apps for iPhone and iPad, all completely free. Thanks for watching.